0: Greetings. Hello and welcome. The archival recording you are about to hear was sourced from live streaming audio. In an effort to expand content reach, I have decided to repurpose the show as an audio podcast. I have done my best to remaster the audio quality for your ears, but I have chosen to leave its content and length unedited, so you may hear reference to visual cues not described in said audio. If you'd like to see the original live streaming video podcast this recording comes from, please head over to youtube.com slash C slash or just search us Frumess, F-R-U-M-E-S-S. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Audio from episode to episode will also vary in quality. Sorry about that. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Jeff, from us. Well, I think I showed my teeth too early.
1: Welcome to another episode of Pizza Punk. My name is Pizza Jeff, and in the house, oh my goodness! Well, I'm just, i think this is probably really loud. In the house, we got we got Davey calories the Van calories Wow, wow! Woo-hoo. Oh my goodness, this is crazy. This is really crazy. Nice, nice set of chompers.
2: Oh, thank you very much. Got
1: there, yeah. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't know how you're talking these things. It's not easy. It's really not. (laughs) It's uh, it's kind of difficult
2: things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, once you commit to it,
1: it could work. You know. Yeah, you just gotta, you just gotta do the thing. You know, you just gotta make it work. I gotta tell you, you got my email about the the haircuts and the
2: beards for the show too, right? Like yeah. Oh, I, I, shit. I, I, oh my god. Oh my god. Wait. Literally pulling this off a ghost bull. Here we go.
0: Yes. Oh my god.
1: Yes. Perfect. What's up? Dude, you man, I gotta tell you, you know, that's what I like about the Calavries is incredibly professional. These guys <laughs> take things so seriously. It just makes me so happy. That's what I have to say. I'm just, I'm so, it's wonderful. Wonderful. Truly. I'm so glad. Um, So, anyway, welcome to our show, Davey. Um, I'm going to drool. I'm going to pop these in and out because I'm already starting to drool all over my keyboard. Don't want (laughs) that. Um, But welcome. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you here. We already have comments coming in. Uh, Punk Pansy says hi. Uh, Brendan. (laughs) Brendan wants to know where Mike is if that this is Michael Graves. This is not Michael Graves. This is Davey Calabrese. Usually probably gets confused with David Calabrese, with Dr. Chud. But now you're getting confused with Michael Graves. That's that's crazy. Um and <laughs> Pants
2: I'm, I'm actually um James Vanderbeek.
1: Right. James- yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> oh my God. Look at the resemblances is, is uncanny. Is that who you always get? Is James Vanderbeek.
2: Oh yeah. Oh my God. Look up after this, look up James Vanderbeek beard and you'll see it right okay uh
1: did you get do you get anybody who what you know what is do any of your brothers get a get a look alike? because i one of your brothers looks like a guy who does your brothers get
2: jimmy heavily looks like um god what's his name he holds up the stereo what's that guy (laughs) john cusack john cusack Cusack. jimmy looks like john cusack wow uh bobby well, he, you know, he's like an enigma, right? He's he's the Madonna of the group. So, <laughs> what <laughs> when he's got really long hair, people like to say yeah. he looks like Peter Steele. When he's okay. got like the perfect quiff, uh, they say you look like a young Glenn Danzig. Whoa! Uh, when he had his hair short, at at a restaurant, he was mistaken for um Bill Compton. I think Bill Compton's his name. Yes, that's exact.
1: That is exactly. What I was referring to when I said, one of your brothers gets somebody, because when I watched True Blood, when it was on, I'd always laugh because i go, that's the Calabrese guy. It was like, <laughs> always, always hilarious. Yeah, great show. It really, you know, that's the thing about TV shows. They usually jump the shark at a certain season. When did True did True Blood jump the shark for you? And when did it jump the shark for you, if it jumped the shark?
2: Uh, it jumped a shark when they decided to end it. <laughs> oh, wow. You then,
1: admitted, man.
2: I wanted more. I want more.
1: Wow. That's coming back, supposedly. Shut up. Yeah. No, I'm not going to shut up. I'm going to scream <laughs> it from the rooftops. It's coming back. Man. More more of the, uh,
2: the same cast or like a whole nother shebang? I,
1: I don't know, but let me tell, oh God, what was his name? Uh, the Skarsgård brother. What was, I forget his name. It's throwing a blank. Uh, thousand years old. Viking. Uh, um, Alexander. No, but in the show, what's his name?
2: Oh yes. Oh, Which, uh, it's my brain too.
1: That 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 that. Oh man, whatever. That dude was fascinating. Eric. Eric Air. was yeah. fascinating. Um, and so was Godric. And I was so sad that Godric decided to step into the sun. At the- spoilers for anybody who hasn't watched the the ten year old <laughs> season two.
2: <laughs> I ain't gonna freaking room sopranos
1: after this oh man I wouldn't want to do that I don't know do you watch you don't watch Vikings do you you've seen Vikings the show I haven't
2: seen it oh
1: it's really good but in any case Godric I found fascinating it's a shame that they didn't riff more on that stuff they had to go they went super weird with it witches and uh God uh lilith and uh, just uh, it just went it got too too crazy for me so <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, Yeah, but he does. Yes, Bill, mother effing Compton looks mm-hmm. just like Bobby. It's hila- or vice versa. It is hilarious uh, in the best way ever. Um, oh, yeah. That's great. That's great. So Vanderbeek and Bill Compton, that is uh, that is dependent. And, you know, little well, fun. Sure.
2: People like to people say it's like a combination of. For me, there's a combination of uh, either an insult from coming from, from person or like, or the admiration. Uh, they say I look like
1: Edward Cullen. I could see that. Uh, what's his, uh, he's going to be Batman.
2: Robert Pattinson. Yes. And you know, he's a heartthrob, so it's not. Insult. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, he's a, and he's a, uh, he's a great actor, man. It's funny. He's actually, it's like, he's just like uh, uh, Harry Potter. They both, these guys have broken out of their franchises and gone out of their way Oh, so yeah. Do every genre thing and just be the antithesis of the the meal ticket that they have for the rest of their lives. You know,
2: having fun with it, doing I would guess lower budget things because you know, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: yeah, um, yeah. They, they, I would say if they sign the correct contracts, they would they would probably be set, right? Well, they could probably, I probably like, not do anything and still be good.
1: I mean, those no matter what, when you when you do a show like that or when you're involved with something like that and you are immortalized into the lexicon of pop culture, you uh, can, well, you're can you going to get booked in the very least, in the very, very minimum, in addition to your residuals, which, you know, Home Alone, those those guys eat on a Christmas story, too. You can eat off of those residuals, you know, if it's an iconic film like that. Um, Besides those residuals, those guys, if they wanted to, they could be doing photo op guarantees at like horror hounds and all those places for the rest of their lives and make a very comfortable middle-class sort of living if they didn't work anymore as actors. But those guys are seekers. They keep seeking, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm pretty stoked about that for those guys, but truly, truly. Um which is kind of interesting about you guys, too. You guys are you guys are very interesting. Inter- I guess I'm just going to segue right into it. Well, before we even get there, let me ask you, let's talk about the thesis question, Davey. Oh, yes. This, question. this is important. I, I asked you to think about this, okay? I asked you to think about this question. The question is the question that I ask everybody, you know, originally before the COVIDs hit. My idea was I, I wanted this to be a, a, a situation where I come backstage at a show with two pizzas and me and the band, we just hang out, eat pizza and do an interview. And I asked the question, is pizza punk? And if pizza is punk, why is it punk? And if it's not punk, why is it not punk?
2: Well, <laughs> well what is <laughs> Jeff, what is your definition of punk?
1: Whoa. Oh my lord. Wow, no one has turned the <laughs> the the carousel. The carousel? The carousel has been turned back on me. You That's know. Right. Punk. Okay. So oh Jesus, what a question. What is my definition of punk? Here's the thing mm-hmm. about punk. Punk is the moment you define, it's kind of like, the not to get super spiritual on anybody, but for anybody who reads Eastern philosophy, the Tao Te Ching, which was a text that was written 4,000 years ago by this Chinese guy named Lao Tzu, talked about this thing called the Tao. And, and with the Tao, if the moment you describe the Tao, it's no longer the Tao. And it's the same with punk. The moment you try to describe punk, it's not punk anymore. So that's like in the sense of like, you know, the moment punk becomes a uniform, that's no longer punk. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Um, so what is punk? I guess punk is just, um, it's, it's individualism. Um, it's truth and individualism through artistic expression that generally goes against the grain through some sort of counterculture movement. That would be my best way to describe what punk is what do you think of that
2: (laughs) well so if pizza is punk i would say let's narrow it down to one specific pizza which really fills what you just described and that pizza would be the ever so loved pineapple on pizza it goes against the grain. It's sweet with salt. Um, it's different from the others. People hate it. People love it. That specific pizza could be considered punk. The other ones, though, so that's just food.
1: <laughs> Whoa! Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm down. And by the way, you know, I'm not particularly. I'm not opposed to pineapple on pizza. I've actually had. Uh, pe- it's usually it's pepperoni. It's pepperoni and pineapple or ham and pineapple on pizza.
2: Good combo, well, yeah.
1: yeah, man. I'm like, I'm down with that. Cause here's the thing about pizza. And this is why I think pizza is punk personally. I think pizza is a form of individuality because you can put any kind of topping on pizza. And what I've heard my other guests say that I really truly agree with pizza is cheese sauce and bread, just like three chords, man. And what do you need <laughs> to start a band? three mother effing chords and you just go out there and cut a rug and so pizza <laughs> for me pizza is punk but listen every good. answer is is subjectively what? valid
2: <laughs> that was good who said that um do you Dan, know Danzig, nit- Danzig fucking said that didn't he?
1: No I haven't dude I have I met Danzig twice in my life. I met Danzig Actually, mm-hmm. so Steve Zing introduced me to Danzig in Danzig's personal dressing room, which was the coolest experience of my life. I go into Danzig's dressing room or whatever his back his room. This was at the uh, Roseland. Um, yeah, was that the Roseland or no? Was it was the Hammersmith. The Hammersmith. It was for Danzig Legacy. And Steve mm-hmm. Zing says, and this was I will never forget. This. He goes, "This is my friend Jeff." And I shook Glenn Danzig's hand, and I'm not going to lie. Listen, I know you – You listen, I love Uncle Glenn, even though I could rib him. I know you love Uncle Glenn, too. You love Uncle Glenn. He's Uncle Glenn. But when I shook Uncle Glenn's hand, it was like a cold fish. It was like this limp cold fish. (laughs) It was not what I I was hoping for in a handshake from Danzig, if I'm being honest, truly honest.
2: Maybe he was – It was post-show. It was Was post-show. Post-show? Yeah, he was oh, tired. Oh, he yeah, just, he's tired, maybe yeah. thrown off. Who is this yeah. random? Exactly. I was
1: just some random, you know, <laughs> schmuck in his dressing room that he was forced to do some additional emotional labor for. Yeah. You know, like, you get oh, a picture. Hey.
2: <laughs> um,
1: Jeff, I did not get, get a, a picture. picture. No.
2: Dude, the Pixar didn't happen. I don't believe you. Know it.
1: why? Because I. <laughs> because Davey, I'd gotten a picture the first time I met him, and I felt like I had a picture. I didn't want it, I didn't, it wasn't necessary to me. It was more just for the experience, and I got to have this very small interaction with Glenn Danzig. It was really freaking cool, and did you ever meet Glenn?
2: Dude, no, but I want to. You will. I think you will, someday. Dude, I want, you know what, I have this premonition, this, this, like, I'll just tell you. I'll, tell you. I'll tell the world. All 100,000 people watching this do it. is actually fucking All two people. I <laughs> have this premonition that any moment now, <laughs> we're going to do like an album or something and Danzig wants to woe on it or something, or he wants to just scream on it. It's a Calabrese album. Feet, Danzig just a little bit. Um, there's that, and then like we could be talking, be best friends, and then... <laughs> He's like, hey, I like the way you write music. You wanna write an album with me? And then and then we could use our producer. And it's it's a whole it's a whole process. It reminds me of um, you know how George Lucas likes to describe Star Wars? It's it's like a it's like a poem. It repeats itself, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so Danzig did that for his idol, uh Roy Oberson and Johnny Cash, and you know. Yeah. Any day now. Glenn, any day now. Yeah. Steve, I know you're watching this. Listen, listen, I
1: want to let me let me blow a little smoke up your ass. I'm going to blow some smoke up your ass. Are you okay with that? I'm about to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm a so, chimney, baby. Let's do yeah, it. All right, Be a chimney. Be a chimney for a minute. So, you know, I am, if I'm being truly honest, I am I am casually familiar with the Calabrese catalog. <gasps> I, I like I like um Traveling Vampire Show. Great, great Ch- record. Um, I've listened. But then in 2015, I listened to Lust for Sacrilege and I had a whole new respect and love and admiration for Calabrese because I thought this album felt like to me. And I've said I've thought about this a bunch and I actually even just re-listened to it because I wanted to be fresh in my mind for our discussion. Uh, That's how prepared I was. That's how much care went into this 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 um, uh, this prep. Um, and
2: You're you know thank you.
1: Oh, oh no, no, thank you, thank you. Um, here, here were my most recent um, thoughts that I had felt when I first heard it back in 2015 when it came out. Um, I, I always thought right off the bat, I was like, "This is Calabrese doing their Danzig one." That was my. Hands down, and I'm sure that's what you guys must have been going for on some level. Do I? Okay, you're confirming with a head nod. Okay, so there you go. <laughs> so you, you, you nailed it. You nailed it on the bullseye. You nailed it on the bullseye. But then, when I was listening now, I was thinking this actually feels like a. It feels like a major. It feels like a major label debut album. That's what it feels like. It feels like it was recorded. It almost feels like if Rick Rubin had signed you guys to death jam American and you guys were more like Sam Haney before, and then Rick Rubin was like, all right, this is what we're going to do to make you Calabrese. You're going to (laughs) become Calabrese now. And all of the choices that you make with the production, with the, it is very stripped down in the same way that Danzig is stripped down. Right. Um, and but but here's the best part. I can't stand there's nothing worse than when somebody is copying something and they sound exactly like that thing. That is not what's happening here at all. There is nothing on that album that feels like you are trying to emulate Glenn Danzig or Danzig one. It just it just is on its own. And that is far more interesting to me as a music consumer than if you guys were just trying so hard to press that button and like kept it so on the nose it's there it's right under the surface but it's done in its own unique calibre way and that is right down to the opening track i think teenage crime wave might be one of the best songs you guys ever wrote
2: oh thank you one of them one of this means a lot thank you well we absolutely love Danzig and I consider the misfit Hain, Danzig all just one big pile of awesome. So this is really nice. Thank you.
1: <laughs> uh, shout out to punk pansy. She's been just leaving lots of comments and I think she just left a, 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 some sort of monetized tip or something. Everybody sleeps on lust for sacrilege. It's so great. I just got a serpent flame tattoo because the album is so good. Also. Hi, Dave. Ha ha. That was from Punk Pansy. Hello, Punk Pansy. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, and yes, teenage crime. Wave. Here's the thing. Here's my question for teenage crime wave. You guys are doing a lot of really, well, this is going to be the Calibri section of the show for a second. I'm sure you don't mind. I'm sure you don't mind.
0: <laughs> I know a lot uh, about the subject.
1: <laughs> no, I'm very interested though. So, so uh, the, tell me about the, uh, the, the arrangement choices. Are fascinating, like the way that the 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 at the end with the chord, the ooh ah ooh ah, like that whole whatever the hell that thing is 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 great. What's that Thank all about? You.
2: Well, here let's give you some fun facts. Um, so, the album prior to that is called "Born with the Scorpion's Touch," and "Teenage Crime Wave" was a song we wrote left over from that album. Huh. So like, okay, well, we have this thing, let's put it on the next thing. And so, um, uh, so it got the same production as the rest of it. And with that, that specific song, the magic, we were stuff. We don't really talk about as much, but we still love it is, um, how do I, what is it? Uh, oh, okay. Rocket from the crypt. Queens of the stone age. Mm. uh uh, just like that more of the rock and roll type sounding stuff uh yeah so like the oohs and the ahs would kind of be like something from like a rocket from the crypt album would do uh yeah and oh and then like the drum beat the drum beat actually i was i was trying to harness the power of the hives oh I love the hives, dude.
0: Yeah.
1: I so saw good. the hive. dude. I saw the hives for Riot Fest when the Misfits played and it was awesome. They, <laughs> they played. They, played. they played 150 bucks. I paid 150 bucks to see the original Misfits. I got to see the Descendants. I got to see the Hives. Nice. I got to see Rob Zombie, which I really didn't add eh, whatever. <laughs> Eh, I'm not a real big Rob Zombie guy. Oh, hey, hey, I'm being a, that's that's. Listen, that's my. Uh, I'm I'm not yucking on Yums here, but it's just not my uh, not my jam. I saw Did Tiger Army, not- huh? Tiger Army was there. Tiger Army opened on the same no stage. Way. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. It was the same stage, dude. I and I saw. You know who I saw? <laughs> who I was not impressed with at all? Freaking. Uh, I saw Morrissey. Um, freaking. Uh, uh, what's that band that everybody loves with uh, Social Distortion? Right over my head. Just not, didn't. Uh, no energy for you? I, I I like, you know, that song, Mommy's Little Monster, great song. That's about, that's about it for me, man. I, I just, you know, I like what I like and I love the hives. And the thing about the hives is there was an interview with the hives where they once were like, yes, we all wear matching suits because it makes us sound three octaves better. <laughs> they measured their sound <laughs> oh my
2: god like Dude. yeah just like everything about the hives is just amazing number one you have to have great music so they they already have the great music yep yep then you got to dress cool they dress cool and yeah. then they have that the the balls and just a million balls and just and and the fun words they like to say are just wow
0: yeah, uh,
1: phenomenal. Truly, truly a phenomenal band, and uh, oh, so yeah. that's very. I'm very excited to hear. That's one of your influences. I know, and I, we're going to talk about this a little bit later. I know that you love NIMVIND almost as much as I love NIMVIND.
2: Oh yes. Now you 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 know him well. <laughs> I, I don't AKA know him well. well. But, I'm sorry. A.K.A. Mr. Underhill. Yeah. You know him of course, yeah. Of course. of course, I know <laughs> Mr. Underhill.
1: Yeah. i uh, So evil. good even those albums, what was the albums before like the nineties the albums where it was like Vamp? Where it was like
2: Vamp, Phantasm Drive In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Vincent yeah, uh, from MP3.com. I'm sorry. Uh if you if you wanted a CD back then, you would order it straight from his MP3.com website. <laughs> right, right, right,
1: right, Wow. So you okay, so you go way further back than I do with NimVind, but in terms of like knowing who Nimvin was. But once I discovered who Nimvin was, I loved Nimvin. But I hear, I definitely hear Nimvin, some Nimvin in in Calabrese. There is some, there's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful.
2: (laughs) A lot of Nimvin DNA all over the place.
1: (laughs) Hold on. Let me finish blowing smoke up your ass. We're not done here. We're not done here yet. Hold on. there's more. (laughs) Look at him. He's like, oh yeah, there you go. Dude, your 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 uh your background—it's like this is like Pee Wee's, this is like Davy's Davy's Funhouse, man. I mean, you got like all these little tchotchkes and gizmos, and here, look. Buy the album. Yeah, buy yo. Let me. Okay, we're about to get to that right now. If you thought I had something <laughs> to say about lust for sacrilege, That's just wait for you know what I say about flea for light. What about this? Do you have anything like this? This is glow in the dark dog poop. How about that?
2: Uh-uh. Well, uh, I do got glow in the dark things. You know, I think the creature glows. Is it the okay. creature or that? I know when I turn the lights off, a bunch of things glow in here. Which is fun. Uh, That's fun. Well, oh, here's something here. <laughs> oh,
1: wow. <laughs> is that unbelievable now now don't go putting those in because you already have you don't want to puncture those all right so hold on let me let me get back hold on we i'm trying to get i gotta i gotta finish you're 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 throwing me off throwing me off here hold on hold on hold on hold on we gotta go back let's go back to to um let's go back to lust for sacrilege for a minute now what's the other thing that's being done on the backing vocals of the song Lust for sacrilege. Lust for sacrilege. There is this sort of—I don't know what it's called. It's—I um, don't play in the instruments. I'm not a musician, so everything I say, music is like my baseball. I don't—I don't follow sports. I follow music. Okay, like guitar players, those are my pitchers. You know what I'm saying? Like that's—that's that's the way it is. Now, now, what is the a phaser, a phalanger, where the vocals are like sort of doubled up in? the backing vocals, and it creates this weird, like, harmony, you know, it's almost like you're double-tracking vocal. What What's going on, Davey? What is that?
2: Um. Well, they definitely, they do do the backing tracks, right? The backing vocals. Yeah. But what you might be hearing is our producer and friend, Mr. Bob Hoog of Flying Blank Recording Studios, he, um, he sings really well, and so he... He does the. He helps with the harmony. So like Bobby and Jimmy would be singing something, la di da di da, and then Hogan go there and go, la di da di da. Okay,
1: so there you go. Yeah, oh, that works. That works. All right, now let me ask you this. Let's talk about "Flee the Light." So I actually also in preparation for look at that brand new album, folks. Is that that's still available on vinyl, right? People can still get nope, that on vinyl, still
2: not, baby. motherfucker. <laughs> and we just put it on uh, or dropped another CD thing in our store. That's sold out as well. Do you- but, my friend, but my friend, so the next final we're going to press is glow And then the one after that, because um, this has got high demand. We're going to do more of that. Okay,
1: good. I'm glad to hear that because I got to tell you, <laughs> I listened to it on Spotify, checked it out. I oh, want yeah. that. That's got to go in the collection. Here's the thing. I don't think there's any problem with Spotify, but if you, if the artist puts out the album on vinyl and you like what you're hearing, go buy the friggin' album. That's what Spotify makes. Spotify actually a useful tool for musicians, you know? So it's not just, it's not just giving away the music for free, you know? So I'm so glad to hear that. I'm glad that it's coming back out on vinyl. Truly.
2: Yeah. So Spotify is cool. When, uh, There's a lot of discoverability for people on Spotify. Like, oh, I found you on the recommended playlist thing, which then can send them down the hole of, I'm going to check out what their Instagram looks like. What do they look like? And then inevitably when we put out some more merch and then, "Eh, yeah, I like that shirt. I'll buy that. So, yeah, we we do get some money from uh, Spotify, et cetera. But definitely, a big chunk is the um, merchandise. Right. Right. Oh,
1: you know, oh there you
2: but,
1: go. Hey. There you go. Always plugging. That's what you have to do. You know, it's <laughs> funny though. No, but you want to know it's funny? It's very interesting. And you guys are your own label, right? You don't. You you are an independent label. You put out your own stuff. You don't. You don't deal with anybody else, right? Correct. That is the way to go in this day and age. If you want. I feel like you know what I see and I just from what I see, I feel like if you're making music in this day and age, you don't need a major label to do it anymore. You're probably gonna get make more money in the long run. You're gonna be in complete control of everything. Um, you just have to have all your ducks in a row and you guys have all your ducks in a row. So you, it's like it's like you own your masters, you own your publishing. you like you know people complain about Spotify not paying, but the one thing that they're really not taking into account, I really want this to go to Spotify right now. I want to talk about flee, flee to the light or whatever, but we'll wait, let's go to, let's finish the Spotify thing for a second. Okay. The, the money that comes out, that, that gets paid to artists from Spotify. If you're signed to a label, that label might be taking a huge chunk of the money that you might be receiving. And if you are your own label, then you know, it might not be a million dollars or anything, but you know, a chunk of a check comes in the mail, is it still a check that comes in the mail? Like, how many t-shirts can I press up for my merch shop with that check? You know what I mean? That sort of situation. And um, so it's like in this day and age, the best thing you can do is be your own animal, I think,
2: right? Oh yeah. So we'll touch on the major label thing. So from what I understand that basically a major label, if they want you, they will, they're like a bank. Uh-huh. So they own all your things, they do this or that, and then they go, what is it? So basically, I'll explain this. <laughs> I'm a professional. One second. Um, they so do yeah. an advance.
1: It's an advance.
2: So yeah, they give you an advance, maybe, right? Depends which record labels. Um, but you have to pay it back. Right. And it's like, a, it's a whole bank situation. Yeah. And then you think, oh, they're going to push my music and do this or that. Right. They're going to push, they're going to push your music with your money. And then you're yeah. going to have to pay it back. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's like this, uh, yeah, it's like this whole thing with um, 30 seconds to Mars brought that up. They had like this documentary about it and how, yeah. how it worked. And like, they owed, they had like Grammys and shit like that. And, um, there was like a giant debt on them, uh, really? a bunch of money. <laughs> so long story short, if you're smart and you're dedicated and you love your music, you, there's a wonderful tool. It's called Google G o o g l <laughs> e. You Google anything you want to know yeah. and, and you learn it. Um, if stuff you can't do, for instance, like I can draw fine, but I know there's other people that can draw better and, and they've had, you know, so we, we pay people to do the drawings for the shirts and stuff like that. So, you know, the whole process. Yeah, no, that, um, I
1: mean, and what's funny is, you know, you just said, Oh, use Google, but you know, uncle Glenn, what's amazing is uncle Glenn in 1978, was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start my own label, but he didn't sound like that. That was, that's later, Glenn. That's, that's, that's Glenn post 1995. Where Glenn pre 95, I can't imitate him. He, he was just basically like, oh, I'm gonna start my own label. That's what I'm gonna do, you know. And he would start. He started his label. He didn't have Google. He had to. How did he figure out? He had to go and press up. He had to go and pre- like. He had to call up pressing plants and be like, you know, ask them. <laughs> to like you know press up his record and just do it like that without a record label you know talk about tenacious man it's crazy it's crazy but wait 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 so let's get back hold on so we're talking about spotify the chunk of change major suck be your own yeah. boss do your thing seize the mother effing day uh That's and right. now let's talk about let's talk about uh what flee the light right? That's what's called Flee the Light. Okay. So here's my, here are my observations upon listening. I took a bunch of notes too. Um, here's my observations with uh, Flee the Light. This is absolutely, whether you say so or not, this is, I'm, I'm just saying this and I'm saying that this is real. Whether you say so or not, this is absolutely the middle album in a trilogy of albums, the first album is less for Sacrilege." Look Ble- at that sac! How can I say that word? Sac, sa- sac,
0: <laughs> <laughs> sacrilege,
1: sac- sac- sacrilege, sacrilege. L O S is the first. It's your that's your that's one. Flea the Light" is two, and uh. three we don't know yet. But here's the thing: there's a progression. So if 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 uh, L O S Set us up, you know. Stripped everything down. It's like you you stripped everything down. Now with "Flee the Light," you're putting every. You're starting to. You're adding things on. You're getting. Uh, you're you're putting stuff on in the trunk of the car. That is this album, and man, all right. So I said, "Teenage Crime Wave" might be one of the best songs you've ever written, but I think that by far your best album, from what I've listened to, without a doubt, is this album. Oh, this you've done. It is all the way through. It is cohesively. It is a cohesive album from start to finish as a whole piece of music. I've noticed that the Calabrese albums are typically about 30. They're anywhere between 36 and 38 minutes long. And this fits right within the Calabrese brand. Right. But here's what you do. Now, what's interesting is this is like taking that stripped down Danzig one sound that you had on lust for sacrilege. And now you're starting to add like post-punk vibes, man. There is, there's one song that's just like Bauhaus, man. It's straight up Bauhaus. It's uh, pleasures of evil. is yeah. mother and Bauhaus. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so then the other thing too is, the the synth stuff that you have going on, which is again very post-punk, is also very remind it reminds me of Nintendo, man. It's like you're trying to like, it's like you guys probably grew up on Nintendo, right? So it's like trying to put Nintendo, what is it, MIDI M I D I?
2: Uh yeah, that could be what chip chip yeah. refer- yeah. tunes, what you're chip tunes, yeah, that sort of thing.
1: You're putting that. You're doing chip tunes, but via post-punk synth, so it's almost like it's like a it's like a post-punk revival via Nintendo rock. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, what you might be hearing there is um, we were harnessing. You're in the you're in the right area um, of the '80s. What we were harnessing was um, John Carpenter. That type okay. of play, okay. Airy. Halloween. Yes. yep yep. well, it's
1: all there, <laughs> look, dude, it's all there I heard i I took post punk i I said at the very top pop goth, there's goth in there, I mean it's like it's very much this is very much a, it's like it's like you it's like okay, we stripped down our sound we're we're at the bare bones, but we have this sound, but now we're gonna start adding different textures and sort of like things that are. Not, and so I definitely feel like this electronic push, but it's wonderful, absolutely wonderful. And it colors each and every song. And so here's some of my notes. I said, Nintendo MIDI feel. Yeah. Uh, I think He Who Flees the Light, which is the title track, great opening track, crushes it, totally crushes it. Let me ask you this question. Was this done for vinyl, uh, for vinyl sequencing purposes? Because people, what you may or may not realize is that some sequencing... When you're sequencing an album, you're not just sequencing from song one to eleven or one to twelve, right, Davy? You're you're sequencing from for side A and for side, side A. B. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. so Davy, my question to you is this is melefic what is that? Melifist. Melif- Melif- yeah. Is that is that the end of side A or is that the beginning of side B? Let's see. What does the, it
2: say? The end of side A, but it's more. It, I would say like, so yes, there was a conscious effort for the the vinyl listeners. Um, so he flees the light. Got the nice, nice little build up right there. Right. Uh, Baja song. Uh, Pleasure of evil. Hits and then and then it slows down. It slows down with melismas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then side B goes boom right into uh, hallucinatory void. And then at the very end, then it it dies down again for Invisible Witches.
1: Um, You're right. Is that now Invisible Witches? Is that written about Suspiria? Bingo! (laughs) (laughs) Hold on real quick. We're just going to pause for a second. Punk Pansy says, They Call Us Death is another amazing Calabrese album people sleep on. It puts the punk in horror punk fast loud and angry. That's from Punk Pansy who was tipped again. Thank you, Punk Pansy. Um, and and I, I have to agree. I have to agree with those with those comments. Um, but to get back to flee the Light for a second, here's some... So, Hallucina- Hallucinatory Void. This is what I said about this song. Um, this song feels like a hair metal, 80s rock vibe done by goth punk rockers. So, it kind of feels like an 80s song to me. I don't know if it's like the... It's just the uh, aesthetics of it. Not the aesthetics. The aesthetics are goth. It's like goth, punk, post-punk, whatever. But the the sort of, I don't know, the DNA, the structure of the song or the chorus or the hook or whatever is yeah. so like 80s. It's just like an 80s song. I can't explain it. Um,
2: you just did. <laughs> I did explain
1: it. All the devils in hell. Yeah. It feels like something that could have been off of Danzig too, straight nah. up. Nah. Straight. Up. I'm just, I listen you to a lot Danzig?
2: of things. You hear that, Steve? Call us.
1: Why? Listen. This is why when you said your little, you had your little fantasy at the beginning, but I felt like I had to, I had to like share my notes with you because <laughs> you guys are doing some cool stuff that I'm frankly goes well beyond whatever expectation i had i am quite frankly impressed is what i'm trying to say Did you um
2: so you like kind of like dropped off after vamp show and i you i can back-
1: you know a little bit i i think i might have heard a song i you know i watched some of the music videos you know when they would come out which but i never straight up checked up checked out dayglo and not because not for lack of interest. It just wasn't on my radar at the time. I just wasn't, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden I saw you guys dropped. Because what some people may not know, I don't even know if you remember this, Davey. We actually met, we met a f- twice in the past, many, yeah. many years ago. Yeah. First in New York City, because I've been doing on and off. And finally, it's back on. It's back on, baby. It's coming. I want to ask you about that. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, I interviewed the Calabrese guys for my movie. I'm doing a documentary about the misfits unauthorized trying. Yeah. To, I didn't put it on the internet for a long time because I was really afraid of uncle Glenn and uncle Jerry and, and all that noise and no, they're not in it and they never will be. But believe me, if you are a nerd about misfits, Sam Hain and Danzig, you will geek out over some of the people that I have in this. And I have contemporaries. I had to get the Calabrese guys. I got, Goolsby's in it, uh, Trioxin's in it, uh, Alex Story is in it, Nimvind is in it. You know, uh, I had to get a bunch of the contemporary guys that come from this stuff in it too. So, so I met the Calabrese guys then, and I met Papa Calabrese too. I'm so sorry for your loss, sweet man, who truly like what a what a cool dad to like, just just like be super into what his sons were doing. I, and you know, I'm not, I, I don't feel bad about saying this cause I have my own relationship with my father. My father never as, as I'm, I'm, I'm a creative and art, you know, artistically inclined. My father has never ever shown any kind of interest in what I do in that kind of way. Not to say they didn't love me or anything but I just think what you guys had with your dad even from super far away, beautiful. So beautiful. And so I'm sorry for your loss, but I'm glad that I ever so briefly got to meet Papa Calabrese when he played, when you guys played New York. And, um, and you know, that was an interesting show too, because I, you know, I wasn't really aware of the Calabrese stage show. There's like a whole stage show. We'll talk about that in a second. The second <laughs> time we met, I was on tour with a band called Blitzkid.
2: You certainly and, were,
1: <laughs> And, um, uh, they played they played in Arizona. This band, Manual Sex Drive, opened up. Brilliant band. Love this band. Great band. Uh, with uh Nick Ferratu. He's in another band called The Limit Club, I believe. And right. um that that was a they have a great record. That manual sex drive record was a great record. And um uh and Davey was there hanging out.
2: That's
1: just, right. Just uh just just showing up. Do you remember, Davey, This is what I want you to know. Yeah, yeah. do you remember? What happened at that show?
2: Uh, yeah, I remember a whole bunch of things. Um, <laughs> on stage, on
1: stage. Do you remember what happened on stage?
2: Uh, I remember TB. Yeah. Was, hey, Dave Calvary, <laughs> something about backseat in my hearse. Did they try and play it? I don't know. But they tried to cover yeah, it up. Um, that was their farewell tour. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But the before before the disease in the air happened, they were gonna do the reunion thing. But such a uh shame. such a shame. Yeah, truly. Well you know, time time goes by, hopefully it goes away, and then they can do yeah. it again. But, no, but um, at yeah, that
1: happened show, in, What's that? At that particular show in yeah. in Arizona where, what club was that? I don't even know where we were. Do you know what was the name of the club?
2: Uh it used it used to be called No, not Um, jugheads. It used to be called Chasers. Now it's called something else. But yeah, you did an interview. You interviewed me about... uh, Oh, I did.
1: Yeah, right. I interviewed you, but that's not what I was thinking of.
2: Oh, okay. What's up? All
1: right. So Blitzkid has a... a, And I have this all on footage that we'll never see the light of day for a lot of reasons, which we won't get into now. But uh, Blitzkid has a song called She Dominates which is oh, yeah. written by TB and it's uh it. it's a very very popular blitzkid song very popular ranks high on spotify speaking of which yeah but during this the song if you can guess the song is called she dominates well what the, what is what does that mean it's about you know it's about bondage man it's about that this sort of thing two ladies get up on the stage and they are followed by a gentleman who pulls a small leather whip out of his pocket, and they they sort of present themselves to him. If that's the the polite vernacular, I will. That's how I'm going to phrase it here on YouTube. We're going to keep it PG. Um, and he proceeds, we- yeah, he proceeds to show them attention of the. <laughs>
0: he proceeds
1: he proceeds to show them attention to their to their backsides with his apparatus by oh. <laughs> by he starts whipping them he starts whipping them right there on the stage right in front of everybody
2: i uh, you know that you are jogging some brain balls i do kind of vaguely yeah i think i could remember seeing that like and being like oh Oh
1: <laughs> well, I don't know what the scene is like out in Arizona in the, the punk rock Arizona subculture scene, but I gotta tell you that was one of maybe it was because you know I was footage hungry and I was filming every <laughs> single you gotta understand I'm filming every show because I'm hoping that something like that is going to happen. I have no idea what's gonna happen. I have no idea what to expect. So I'm going, well, if I film every single show, then if somebody does something really crazy, I'm gonna get it on camera. And that was one of the few times where I felt it was and maybe that's why it sticks out of my mind. But I was I was curious to know if you remember that. That was hilarious to me because he just and the and the and the guys are just like, what the fuck? (laughs) Just Like, no, like everybody, like nobody's and, you know, nobody's like upset or anything. It's not like it's just it's a non-factor. The guy was like, this is our song, girls. Let's get up (laughs) on stage. And so yeah. Uh, he, uh, yeah, he showed them some attention, and that was, that was the show. So we had, I don't know what, why we were talking about. That. We were talking about the previous times we had met because we were yeah. talking about, what were we talking about? We were talking about "Flee the Light" and how good it was. Is stream uh, it? Yeah, yeah man, you really should. You really should stream it. Oh yeah, here's what I wanted to say too. Oh, i said all de- all the devils in hell feels mm. like something that could have been off of danzig too um dri- okay so another song that could have been off of danzig too drift into dust at the very end feels like side b of lucifuge
0: right hey, the bottom hey, half
1: of lucifuge right there it's like a like a slow slows things down it's got some acoustic stuff it just reminded me off of, of Something you would hear, you know, because uh, there's a there's a lot of acoustic guitar for a Danzig album. There's a lot of acoustic guitar on Lucifuge. And the last thing I'll say about "Flee the Light, End of Time at the Gates of Hell feels like uh, a fusion of AFI and Tiger uh-huh. Army together. There's like uh, just 100 percent just just totally trying to channel those two bands in some way, shape or form.
2: So, yeah, that's what we're going for. <laughs>
1: Punk, Punk Fancy says, uh, side note, that's a huge no-no in BDSM. You need the consent of all parties, especially in public. Uh, I just want to clarify one thing that um, that this was 100 percent consensual. All parties, I guess, except. Oh, I see what you're saying, because it's in public all the people in public also need to consent. Thank you for enlightening me. I did not know that. I just want to say that the three people that were engaging in the in the acts before us in, in, to show their admiration for She Dominates was, was 100% consensual. I think the band well, who didn't invite such, such acts didn't really care one way or another, but I will not speak for them because I don't actually know. And that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> Sorry. Um and yes uh punk pansy says drift into dust makes me melt into a puddle it is stupid romantic ah that is that is sweet um so yeah uh-huh. so yeah that's 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 that um okay so oh yeah so a- now gl- i remember my I'm sorry
2: a glowing review you you're nailing yeah. it
1: yeah do, so am i nailing it though like that's just oh, what yeah. i got off the top of my head you know it makes me listen. I'm going to dive into it. Now I got to check out Day Glow. I'm going to check out the Scorpion album because I'm like, I'm like, man, like, you know, Lust was great. And, and this, this is a solid record. Now, how many music videos? Cause this is the thing that's, that Calabrese does really well and is something I want, kind of wanted to know more about from you because I feel like this is really your wheelhouse within the band. Right. Um, So the, so I, you know, I, 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 again, not a musician, musician adjacent, but I'm always talking about music because I love it so much. And so I'm always talking about what I think personally, my opinion, what bands should be doing in the 21st century in order to stay relevant, in order to be successful, in order to try and grind it out. And I think the number one thing you got to be doing is, man, you better have a presence on YouTube Man, you have better have a presence on Facebook and Instagram and all these platforms. And what better way to do that with them with music videos? And you guys, churn these suckers out. <laughs> When's the Calibri's home video gonna come out? Like, you might as well put them all on a thing. I mean, <laughs> come on.
2: I uh, I love having them up uh, free, you know, HD high quality, free for people to watch. Um. What I want people to buy is like you know a T-shirt for you to take home, and wear stuff like that, or a vinyl. Uh, I'm I'm not too uh, partial to a DVD because they like doing the free stuff. We do we do we have our own podcast as well, which is free to listen and watch. Tell me about uh, the podcast.
1: I haven't listened to it yet. What's going on with the podcast?
2: Ah, uh, yes, uh, the Calabrese Mystic Cult of Horrors podcast. It is Calibre's twenty four seven. We just talk about whatever the fuck we want. To talk about right. <laughs> Not that. So uh, the, how many have we got now? Like five episodes. Five episodes so far. Uh, fan questions, unboxing, uh, talking about her dad, and stuff like that, and boom. That's great. Yeah. That's wonderful.
1: Um, but I mean, that's like, but that's what I'm talking about. It's like if somebody, because I'll tell you, this is what I do. I go on Spotify. I love the Spotify algorithms. I love them. I'm, I'm in love with them because what they do is they have turned me on to worlds of music just by listening to stuff. And then what happens is pre COVID the band comes to the, to my, to, comes to New York. I'm at the show. I'm at the merch booth. I'm buying a t-shirt and I'm buying a vinyl. And I'll tell you, like a band like dark thoughts who just like, you know, they they don't have any presence on social media, but they are on Spotify. They put all the music on Spotify. The moment that they were at Saint Vitus, I was there. Bought a vinyl, bought a shirt. That's the that's the best way, and I'm you know that's the best way to sort of find new music. And so the other thing though is if I'm not going to a show, I'm going to go to YouTube, and I'm going to immediately search for said band on YouTube and see what they're all about. If somebody does so for Talibris, holy crap. I mean, it's just gonna, you got live shows, you got podcasts, you got music videos. Tell me what happened. Cause I feel like the music videos, the music videos really started, right? I feel like after I met you, I met you guys, I think it was like 2011. And that's when you really started to explode. Was that, that was you. Where, what was going on in your camp where you were like, we gotta do this, yada, yada, yada. Tell me about that.
2: All right, Jeff. Um, so basically, so, yeah, we we met you around our album, They cause Death. And prior to They cause Death, we had The Traveling Vampire Show, which had um, two hit music videos, uh, Vampires Don't Exist and Voices of the Dead. So we're like, okay, yeah, um, what happened? So, yeah, we just... <laughs> <laughs> Let me give you some context. Right. Sorry. Reel it back. Reel it back. All right. So... <laughs> we had one music video for the first album, which was good enough. It was still kind of like early, um, not really digital cameras at the moment. Uh and then the next album had two, which was cool. And then the next album we wanted to do some, but for whatever reason, uh music videos were just kind of like not working out for us in for they Call's death. Like we were we were planning on them. We we're going to do a cartoon at one time. Art, the artists keep dropping out and, and then um and then a music video like we're gonna do a music video on a haunted house goes like, the whole thing but we were writing the next album and it was like all right well we have the next album uh let's do this thing now so then that so here's the here's the pivotal moment because that album didn't get a music video it pissed me off so fucking much <laughs> that, that I won't let the albums not have a music video. So Deglo came next, and um, I basically learned how to edit and, and stuff like that and worked with some people, and we, we churned out three music videos for Deglo. And then Scorpion, I believe, has we churned out three for Scorpion. Yeah, and um, and then lust, we went like, like five. I think there's five for lust. They're great. Those are gr-
1: those are great. I saw you know I did see a. I saw the one where you guys are on the stage. That was for the Scorpion album,
2: right? Uh, um, yeah, that could be. I want to be a vigilante. Yeah. That's okay. My-
1: okay. Okay. The 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 where's that place that you shot the music videos for Lust for Sacrilege that. That weird underground domed cool place.
2: Um, a warehouse movie studio place. It was wow. just it was just, just a wonderful place to just explore, and we liked it so much we used it again. Yeah, <laughs> for uh, the next the next cycle of music videos. Um, so yeah, then uh, flee the light. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go the distance, Jeff. I'm gonna do a music video for every single fucking song, even the wait, interlude. Wait,
1: shut up! There's a, there are music videos for every single song.
2: Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I gotta check that out, man. Holy crap! So, yeah. So like, there's 11 songs, 11 music videos, Aww. and yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, I needed, I needed to do it. And there's this, uh there's a story. Rob Zombie, he was talking about when he uh broke off and did his solo thing, he was uh-huh. talking about how uh, crucial music videos are. And uh-huh. he did a whole bunch of music videos for the first solo album. And every single one of those songs is essentially a hit. Because you have something to watch over and over over again. MTV right. was back then, sure. But yeah, there you go. Well, it's now, great. Now, awesome. now
1: here's the thing, though. So... And then the other thing is two, two things. One, you get these, now there's some, there's some funny, you got these like storylines that are going on. You got like, you got like uh Bobby, he's like a karate guy. And then, <laughs> you know, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, you're like, uh, uh, I forgot what you are. You're like the mentor. You're like a mentor guy. Right. And like, what's <laughs> like, how did you fit? Did you think up all this stuff or was that like a, a group effort? How did that all come about?
2: So you're referring to the, uh, the webisode series. Oh, that was. We web- also- <laughs> yeah, literally around that time. Um, so they called. Death didn't get music videos, but during that time, I was. We were making skits and and goofs and um, having fun, and so. <laughs> we came up with uh, origin stories and essentially Bobby's the martial artist guitarist. Right, 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 and, right, right. right. Uh, we did a Kill Bill spoof. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy's the Italian tiger guy. He's tiger, Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. Goodbye, yeah. Tiger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fun. That's a lot of fun. And Davey Calabrese, David Calabrese. Yeah. is Davey
1: Calabrese. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that stuff is, I mean, that's like, you know, that's like an extension of, there's so many bands in, you know, music history that do stuff like this. And I'll tell you, I I don't know if you're aware of it. We, I, I could tell you more about it off screen. I don't know what Jimmy may or may not have told you, but there is a treatment out there for a Calabrese movie. It does exist. Oh, long, okay. long time ago. But that's <laughs> another story for another day. Um, yeah. So, 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 well, even,
2: um, even Glenn did his own version of being silly, you know, his home movies, you know,
1: very so- true. Very true. And now, Violet. yes, yes, and the the um the the blueberry, the yeah. blueberry is an expensive habit. I have my whole collection. I can't you can't see it. It's all the way over there. I have the the whole line. I've stuffed my boxes. They're on my my mantle. I had to I had to I purchased that in 2014. They had the the retro ones, so I picked yeah. them all up, all yeah. five. Cool. Oh, you froze! Oh no, there you are. And I had them. I had them stuffed. Let me um let me ask you though. So who's doing the video production? Is that you with a camera and you're just doing this stuff? Are you shooting this stuff? Do you get guys outside to do it? Or like what, at some point, your thirst for content is so great. Are you picking up a camera and getting involved yourself and just trying to you know, uh, uh, push the content out?
2: Uh, are we talking uh, general content or music videos?
1: Um, well, I don't know. I mean, you tell me, what, what are you? So for music videos is more of like, uh, all right, we're going to do a, a whole thing. Are you directing these music videos?
2: So there's a select few of our music videos, uh, had like a, like a whole bunch of people, whole team, uh, directed by Brian Polito, uh, Coffin comics, lady death stuff. Um, right. great guy. What's up, Brian? Uh, <laughs>
1: Brian was at that Blitzkid show. Brian was there
2: did oh hell yeah dude i don't know that's fantastic yeah. he
1: was he was there and so was the dude from um uh the Rosdales was there as well uh mark was there
2: excellent yes yeah. yes yeah
1: and those dudes know each other somehow i don't even know um so
2: but are you he, um, he did some of our music videos and then like let's just let's just generalize it um the majority of the Calibri's music videos, uh, we hire our good buddy, Andy Hartmark, to be the cinematographer. And I basically tell him what to do. So I'm the director.
1: (laughs) So you are the director.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So I, I, uh, director, editor, uh, getting everything set up. uh, Visionary, master. (laughs) That's a producer. You're a producer. No, I mean, that's true.
1: That's what, that's what, that is literally what you do. You're the producer of the of the stuff. That's all those jobs you just described as the job of a producer. That's what they do.
2: They do that. So that's me. And then, yeah. Um, yeah so it's it would be really expensive. You say like eleven music videos. That's got to be like an arm and a leg. It's so expensive. Well, because I am confident in my ability to edit and direct and set it all up. That all we had to do was pay Andy and then like the the rental fee of the place and then like costumes and stuff like that. And the big chunk of money, which you probably know, the big chunk of money where people have to spend it is editors because that can take a long time. Oh, Um, yeah.
1: And people take editors for granted, dude. They don't understand what goes (laughs) into editing.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So since like directing it and editing, I, I, I knew what we needed to get. And then, and then we just do it and then uh, put it together, polish the turd and the, <laughs> not a turd, but uh, polish whatever we got in, in the back end and big mud boom. Wow. That's, that is really something else, man. And I got to tell you, it's not easy. 11
1: music videos. You're not, hold on, hold on. Not only is it, not only is it putting out the album on your own label, but we're going to do Eleven music videos, and you've got—I mean, you've got a a dedicated fan base that you've grown over. I remember when you guys were on MySpace. You guys used to be on MySpace, dude. And you uh, like, can um, we be on your
2: top eight? I'm sorry. Can we be on your top eight?
1: uh yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> wow,
1: Good. wow. Talk about that. That was the that was the man. That and you know it was funny. Some people may not remember this. This makes us. This makes me feel old. I'm sure it makes you feel old. There was a time where so many of us could not even be on Facebook. I don't think people care about Facebook anymore, but at a time when Facebook was the most sought after thing in the world, you had to go you had to have a college you had to have a college email address and if you didn't have a college email address you had to have a MySpace because you couldn't get you couldn't get on Facebook. That was like the first couple of years and then they eventually they oh, yeah. opened the door. Yeah. But for me but you want to know something for a band, a band would never be on Facebook that early, really, because MySpace was the hub for music at that time. You had your yeah. you had your player with your songs, yeah. you could embed YouTube videos, you yeah. know, you could customize the crap out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know, punk pansy oh. says, uh, the music videos for flee the light are incredible. Invisible Witches actually made me cry because the culmination of an amazing album. Now, if you're doing... Okay, so there's a music video for Invisible Witches. I have to assume it, there is some Suspirian, some Suspirian, Suspiria-ing going on there. Okay. Uh, and now here's the other thing. So so you, you do... The, the the thing that I notice more than anything, because when I'm typing in, you know, I do my Lodi, my Lodi nerd, Misfits nerd show where we talk about... Uncle Glenn time day in and day out. Um, and I'm going to put little friggin' gifs, gifs? What do you call them? GIFs or gifts, Davy? What are they?
2: <laughs> the proper yeah. way to say it is gif.
1: <laughs> GIF, baby. We're gifts all the way. Uh, you know, I'm trying to do my gifts. I'm putting in Misfit Sam danzig. And whose face? Whose face pops up every f- effing time? It's <laughs> the Calabrese Skies in their in their danzig skeleton shirts and I'm going, God damn, why didn't I think of that to, to, to emulate that? That is so cool. Cause you know, what's funny that you probably have there. So well, who knows? I'm sure if someone's into Calabrese, they probably know who the Misfits are, but you know, what's interesting. What if there are some people that don't know the Misfits, but are listening to Calabrese and they see you wearing those cool skeleton shirts and they're like, well, oh, it's a really cool skeleton shirt. It's like literally what Glenn did with everything that he was into. We'd all be like, oh, yeah, it's a Glenn Danzig thing. But it was like, no, actually, it was just some some pop culture thing that that he was really into that he liked to wear on his sleeve, you know. And yeah. So what did you do? You made those yourself?
2: Yep, <laughs> Just like Glenn. <laughs> Pretty
1: easy, dude. Pretty easy. Um, not 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 that not that difficult to do. Um, Tell me. About the band chemistry, you know, you guys are brothers. So go back to the beginning a little bit. You make this was a great idea. Let's call ourselves our last name. We're going to basically do the inverse of the Ramones. We're real <laughs> brothers with real last names. And what's funny is it's funny. Nimvind was the same thing. Mister Underhill was also three brothers too. They're also a three-piece of three brothers. Um, what? Um,
2: Maybe you're a
1: yeah. So what is, so what was, where did that decision come from? And what is the chemistry like in the band, in the beginning, in the middle and now what is, What what is things like, you know, when I say chemistry, I mean like music chemistry, just, you know, whatever in general, like how does it all
2: work? Uh, so the decision on the name, we were almost going to be called the coffin daggers. Oh Jimmy... But Jimmy did a Google search and there was another band called the Coffin Daggers. So we were like sitting (laughs) around, sitting around in a room and like, oh man, what are we going to call ourselves? Uh, We really like Coffin Daggers, but damn it. And. Maybe we all collectively looked over, but we looked over. Bobby had um, was it Danzig? Danzig lucifuge, the the one where they're in the darkness. Was that lucifuge? The um, photo lucifuge? I don't know. I yeah. a, a Danzig poster, yeah, on the wall, and we're like, hey, let's do our last name like the Ramones, like Danzig, but it's real. <laughs> yeah. And so, so we did that, and we did take the jacket thing from the Ramones, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and there you go. So let's see. So chemistry, I guess we, I guess we could say it more like uh, who's holding the flame the highest. So Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy was the catalyst. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do this thing. So then he helped set up a bunch of stuff, gumbo, blah, blah. blah. And then there was a period where then it was Bobby. Bobby was doing a lot of stuff. He was like heavily on Twitter, doing a lot, posting a bunch. And now it's me. And um, there you go. (laughs) Wow. Listen, hold on. All
1: right. I'm going to put you in a very terrible position for just one second. My little son. Hey, don't be upset. My son has woken up from bed. Look, he's, look, I'm on, I'm on the, oh, don't be scared of him. He's he's fake. Look, look, he's look, dad's got fangs too. Look, ah, my son's <laughs> woken up out of bed. I want you to, all right, here's, here's the challenge. I'm just going to run this guy back upstairs. Can you talk, can you talk about dancing for literally five minutes straight? Can you do that? I bet you could do that. You could do that. Uh, we
2: can talk about Nancy. I'll all reiterate right. when you come back. All right. So okay. go, go. Tender okay. you child. Second. <laughs> one second. <laughs> all right. Now, now that I got to stream to all myself. All right. So guys, um, <laughs> you heard what Jeff was saying, right? So, a stream or album, to Light. Stream it. The line. <laughs> buy the merch CalibriStore.com listen to our podcast the Mystical the Horrors podcast uh, what else uh, keep buying our merch <laughs> you can find us at Calibri666 all the places Twitter, Instagram, TikTok yeah I said TikTok YouTube, what else we got Facebook, etc now okay so pimp, pimp that out let's talk about Danzig So Danzig, people need to leave Danzig alone. (laughs) Enough with this bullshit. You know, I I love, I love Big D. I love Danzig. And, you know, he's been uh, a a great, great source of inspiration for tons of people. And to see him be shit on all the time, when you want to say Danzig is fucking awesome, right? You go Danzig is fucking awesome on the internet or even in person. It's mainly the internet because pe- people are haters. But um, people always say, hey, did you know Danzig got punched out? Hey, did you know Danzig with the kitty litter? Hey, did all... Oh. Like, bro, leave it alone. <laughs> the man has wrote over 172 fucking songs. The Misfits, Sam Samhain, Danzig stuff. Like... Yes, he was probably being mean when he got punched out. But, you know, I'm sure he feels bad about it. <laughs> let's call him up. Uh, let's call him up on the podcast. When Jeff gets back, let's call Danzig on the podcast. Let's, let's see what he thinks about it. <laughs> and bing, bada, boom. All right. <laughs> so Jeff sucks. Jeff sucks. Jeff sucks.
1: Ah! I knew it! I knew he was bad-mouthing me while I put my son to sleep. Oh! I'm going to throw this computer ever all over the place. Ah.
2: Well, I was just pimping out the merch and stuff like that. But I wanted to talk about I want people to leave Danzig alone. (laughs) Listen,
1: I I have a lot to say about this. I am actually doing this Sunday... Listen, I'm taking my sunglasses off because I want people to know how serious I am about this. This Sunday, I have had enough. I have had enough. Now he puts the sunglasses on when I take them off. What is going on? I've had enough of people talking crap about Danzig, so much so that I have decided that I am going to examine the video. We all know what the video, the video that cannot be named. I'm going to take a look at it, but you know how – uh, with JFK, they had the Zapruder film. <laughs> I am going to look, because I've always thought this was a bullshit friggin' video. I am going to look, because I'm compiling a lot of evidence. I think Danzig is innocent. I think that this video... You got is, set up. It's a total setup. And we are going to talk about why. That's this Sunday on the oh. stream Evil Live show. We're going to talk about this. I, we're gonna go frame by frame and look at all the evidence. There's evidence, people. This is not so. This is not a flat Earth. This is not any. This is real. This is real. Danzig, Danzig is innocent, and we're gonna prove why. Okay. So I just want to say that in terms of this this idea of people being mean to you know Uncle Glenn, I just I don't yeah. like.
2: It. I don't like it either. Also. Another thing that pisses me off is anytime an article wants to talk about Danzig and not the best light, they always pick that one specific photo. You know which photo I'm talking about. Ugh. Which Not so flattering one. He's on stage. It's a daylight festival. He's meant for the dark.
1: <laughs> God damn it. It's just like, it's just like, You know what's funny? It's like, if you take yourself seriously, what's wrong with taking yourself seriously, honestly? Like, the dude takes himself seriously, and it's because he takes himself seriously that somehow people see that as a target, you know, to put on his back. And you know what's funny? The people, there are so many people that hate on Danzig, but the reality is they hate on him because they're jealous of what he's done. You know what I'm saying? Who else is Genre of music, single-handedly. <laughs> I
2: He's know. definitely a goddamn godfather. That's for sure. He is, but, he is.
1: You know, I just think it's bullshit, man. It's just, it's just so stupid. You know,
2: um, maybe it could also be like people that already made up the decision of like not liking the music, and they're just, they just found a reason to just hate. Kind of like how people um, either love or hate Ghost. And if you hate Ghost, you always the people always say it's Scooby Doo music. It sucks, and then, and then but if you love Ghost, you go it. You just love Ghost. So it's like you probably already made a mind polarized, polarizing. Yeah. polarizing. polarizing um, for sure,
1: you no. Know, I gotta be honest with you. I I hate to be the exception to this rule. I don't hate Ghost, and I don't like Ghost. They are just simply I don't got anything against Ghost. I am. Switzerland like I've okay. never said a one word about ghost I listened to them I didn't get it I don't hate them I don't like them I just that's their ghost that's it
0: you know, that's, I, I, that's a good way
1: to oh, man I'm sorry that's just the truth you know uh but yes I have seen that online in music fans people either love you love ghost or you hate you
2: yeah I them
1: but it isn't that interesting what does that say about human nature and the human human psychology or the human like whatever I'm trying to say the 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 brain of the and the idea that the idea that this thing this thing invokes either immense admiration or immense disdain and it, maybe it comes down to brain chemistry of like you know not to categorize ba- people based on their taste but it's just like. It's just like being like a personality type A or a personality type B. And like the people that can, you know, some people, Davy, do you eat, when you eat cilantro, is it a delicious, delicious garnish, or does it taste like soap?
2: Uh, it's delicious.
1: There are some people, now check this out, Davey, there are some people when they eat cilantro, it tastes like soap to them. They can't taste cilantro. And I think it's just like ghost or maybe even a little Danzig, you know, in terms of like, either love it or you hate it, either love it or it tastes like soap, you know,
2: Uh, you know, for like, if you just, you just hear about ghosts and you, and you find it, it's like, yeah, I'll admit it. I was a little shook when you, when you see their image and then you hear what's coming out of the mouth. Um, but once you just kind of like accept it that that's it that's his voice because like you know like
1: um it's is the- that what people are turned yeah. off that's what people are turned off uh about it's the voice or is it the the music
2: well when you look at ghosts you think they're gonna sound like rah, rah, kind of okay. like that type of shit. but yeah. when you hear ghosts it's you know people like to describe it as blue oyster cult um, type sonic stuff.
0: What's wrong with and
2: that? Exactly. It's just, it's very polarizing, and also I think another factor is um, you, you hear about ghosts, and it's just kind of like Ghost. it feels to some people probably, I know it did to me, like, ghosts just came out of nowhere, and now they're huge? Um, how did this happen? <laughs> but they, they've been working at this for a long, 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 long time. Uh, the, Tobias, the guy. The yeah, they got the image, yeah. too. Tons, tons of uh, years and years and years, if you know anything about it. Like, uh, For instance, ooh, here's, here's a fun thing. So, um, Twin Temple. Are you familiar with Twin Temple? Okay. I love this band so effing much.
1: I discovered them about a year ago. I don't even know how I discovered oh Spotify. <laughs> so Spotify was like, You'll like this this band, uh, Twin Temple, and it is just it I, I put that I put on whatever the I think they, they they have one do they have one LP or two LPs? What's the latest LP?
2: Uh they got some What are those like Satan's Woman? Uh Satan is a woman. Great song. Great song. Yeah. Oh, here you go they are i like it so
1: much oh that is awesome dude i love everything about the man i just love the i just i love their oh look at that oh that's ghost um uh, uh-huh. twin Temple, phenomenal phenomenal band that is doing something at the same level that's not original is it uh, sure <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah I, hey Davey, i have all the original ones too they're all original. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Gotta have all the originals. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, no, Twin Twin Temple is is really, really great. It's like, you know, it's it's doing that, I don't know, I don't want to call it, what is it? It's not doo it's like, uh, right. what is
2: it? Oh, yeah, it's doo-wop. They doo-wop? Even call it doo-wop. They I don't call know. It
1: Okay. So they're doing like a doo-wop sort of thing. It just it just hits every note. You know what it is? It's subversive in the sense that you know your mother or your grandmother is going to put on some twin temple and have no idea that they're singing about Satan being a woman until the chorus comes up and <laughs> says that Satan is a woman or whatever. You know what I mean? It's so subversive in the most delicious way ever. And I love that. I love that about them. They're phenomenal, truly yeah big fan big fan um when now now tell me what when did you first you first became aware of nimvind on mp3.com When was what is the album if you had to pick one album that for you is the encompassing album of nimvind he only has like four or five out three albums four albums well five albums if you want to include the no balls do you have the no balls record that came out do you get that pick that up uh What's on that one? That's um that's that's Nimvin plus Mr. Underhill on oh, yes. that yeah, yeah. Just the record,
2: yeah. that's just the recordings. Oh, I've heard that's, it, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I mean a lot of those were unreleased I mean some of that was unreleased and some of that were was the original Mr. Underhill recordings. Uh, and, yes, 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 um yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so I don't oh. know I don't know if you count that as an album, but what is your go to album for for Nimvin? Uh, you know
2: just the whole catalog he he oh. he sounds to me you know nim is like he's like uh like peter murphy uh, definitely a fucking david bowie type david shit david bowie david he, bowie oh my god and just like i don't know he's an alien
1: <laughs> he he really is an alien i've said i've i've literally said that it's david bowie it's uh, yeah. it's, it's christian death writing david bowie songs and singing like David Bowie. And yeah, I I will say that I can listen to Fashion of Fear, Stillness, Illness and Saturday Night Stay On Songs. Top to bottom every single inch of the song, except there's one blemish on, on, on uh, Saturday Night Stay On Songs. And that is, I am not a fan of sticking the live version of 21st Century on, that, album, I think it ruins the sequencing. It's mm. a live track from a song that was from the previous album. I didn't need it there. I just didn't need it. Um, do I like it? Well, I listen to it. Sure. But does it, it's like it keeps it for me from being like this cohesive body of work from start to finish. It just, it, it, we get broken open. It's just like walk among us. Like, you know, it,
2: Oh no. Jeff.
1: Are you there, Jeff? Oh my God. Do you see me now? Hello.
2: Hello, Jeff. Okay.
1: (laughs) Listen, this has been much better than other episodes where, you know, it's just really bad. Where, Where did I cut out? You were
2: talking about the live song shouldn't be on there.
1: Yeah. I just, I, and I love those songs. Philistine beat is one of his, just a phenomenal song. ESP phenomenal song, Renegades, phenomenal song. I mean, oh God, just the dude is a beast. And you know, it's interesting. Those albums have such big sounds. They're just so big sounding, you know, like I, and I said to this, I said this to Howie, Howie was on live pizza. Howie is the bass player for Nimvin for those who don't know. And I said, Howie, you guys got to get a second guitarist or something in the live band. And that's not a knock on what you guys do. It's just that the albums you create are so, the albums that Chris is creating are so incredible and so big. He needs to expand his life. And, and, you know, obviously logistics and resources make that hard and impossible to do. But it's like, I just want him to get like a keyboard player or like a, a second guitarist that could like, that could just fill in so much of what we're hearing on that live album that gets stripped because they're a three piece. You know what I mean? I I want more. I want, I want more as a fan, you know? So.
2: Yeah. Um, for me, you know, classic case of the first dopamine hit, right. (laughs) And would be the Mr. Underhill stuff. And I just, we, we all three, me, Bobby and Jimmy just, Absolutely love the recordings, the songs. It mm. just sounds like, you know, what it sounds like. It sounds like, um, it sounds like. I guess you can call it like you know how the Misfits recordings sound crappy but good. They're not, yeah. you know, yeah. It sounds like that. It's like crappy good, like in the best way. Uh, that plus like then he's got his like David Bowie vocals right oh. on top, and and how and how they write um in the oh, shadow is another one that Great they did band. oh Great my god that was cool. now
1: did you ever hear they put out an ep with a, another singer after the girl left they put out an ep what <laughs> oh i thought you were kidding me it was like <laughs> no oh a <laughs> different oh, no, like singer
2: like, <laughs> <you're> like <laughs> <called> whatever her <laughs> name <laughs> is <laughs> the things called, I thought you were saying they put out uh, an EP without Nim. I'm like, that's his name. Anyway,
1: no, 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 not the Vincent, no, the Vincent Black Shadow. Vincent Black- yeah, ah. they, put out, they put out an EP. That's Rob. Rob is the brother, that's his band. Yeah. And mm-hmm. this EP is, it's called The Cru- Perfect Crime, maybe? Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal EP. And it has Nimvind rapping. Nimvin does a rap. On the EP, maybe I have heard that. Okay, it's really crazy. It's awesome. It's awesome and crazy. And for those that you don't know, Rob switches get to, to guitar, and and Chris Nimvind he's on he's on bass, and Tony Tony Kills yeah. Kills is on you uh-huh. know uh, drums. And you know I'll never forget talk about you know hearing the song the, the music and then going okay I got to know more about Nimvind going on YouTube and seeing the killer Saturday night video and just Mm kind of getting a slice of who these guys are and just like loving every second of that video, you know,
2: here, you know what? So speaking of it's called killer Saturday night, right? Yeah. So that, that music video, me and Bobby were watching it and we're like, Hey, wait a second. This is really good. It's like crispy camera. Like maybe had a friend help him do it. That that you know what that flipped a switch, in uh, at least yeah. my brain of like you know what we don't need to hire somebody to make music videos. Maybe we could just kind of piecemeal it ourselves. And yeah. and yeah, it, it, uh, there you go. Wow, that that, that jogged a memory.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I asked him about that. I asked him about you can that. do it, you can know. do it. Yeah. With right. The- Right. But that's, isn't that, isn't that the most, isn't that the most beautiful way? Isn't that, isn't that like the most beautiful thing about art in, in, in every aspect in that something inspires you and says, if you, you see it, that it's possible, if they can do it, that you can do it. And then you go out and do it. It's a beautiful, beautiful philosophy, especially for someone who, you know, again, and like, look at what you guys have done as a band, you know, your accomplishments, you've done a lot in terms of like, you know, sort of going out there and doing it and clearly being influenced by bands like Danzig, you know, or bands like, you know, the Misfits, Samhain, Danzig, whatever, Glenn Danzig and his stuff and trying to emulate some of that, you know. <laughs> well, he's got so much, Davey, come on. Um, no, Nimvind, yo, so Nimvind uh, had to wait like months and months and months to shoot that video because his friend, that was at the dawn of DSLR filmmaking. The DSLR... For those of you who are not in in yeah. depth with indie cinema, the DSLR changed the game for all of us who wannabes and indie super micro budget indie filmmakers. I shot my first feature film on a DSLR. It makes it possible to get a cinematic image on a digital camera, which before was impossible. They tried to do it with mini DV and yet that whatever. And anyway, I'm boring, boring tech talk. Point is though, Damn. yeah. You needed um, you need a special lens to do it. It's not really special. It's a, it's a still camera lens. You need a, a very fast, they call it a fast lens, which means it takes in a lot of light. And so they waited for this lens to, for their friend to get this lens for his camera. And then he just filmed them around Vancouver and stuff. And that's like, that's just what they did. You know what I mean? Like just like really interesting and inspiring in terms of like, you know, people, these people are like in 2009, they're like, we're, we can't get, you know, a million dollars to shoot a movie. So let's just go and pick up a Canon 5D for 2,500 bucks and we'll make our own
2: film. That's That's punk. That's right. punk. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like that. Like, that is punk. The philosophy is as long as the song is awesome, right? The song has to be awesome. And then you dress it up with, you have, you have to look cool and you have to be doing cool things kind of like um i subscribe to the rob zombie the rob zombie aesthetic a lot of his music videos the white zombie stuff too is just like cool for the sake of cool and you know monster shit blood fire fuck it you know like um now, are you a fan? You, you,
1: you, you have brought up Rob Zombie quite a bit. Totally okay. By the way, to answer your question, he did have his stage show. You were asking me that, and that we yeah, got yeah, distracted. Yeah. He did. Yeah, he was doing. Uh, what, what's the big Rob Zombie album? What's the iconic one with the with the uh-oh, giant uh-oh. robot guy with the with the big silver guy?
2: Man, uh, Sex or no? Is that system No, that's a White Zombie. I don't know. Um, man. I don't know.
1: He was doing something that was like a recreate, you know, he was doing an album from top to bottom. It was the iconic Rob Zombie album. And it was, um, it, it was, uh, he had a big, like, it was from an old movie. It was like a robot from an old movie oh, that, he yeah, was, like,
2: that, that, that did guy. He have, did he have the led stuff in the background? Yeah,
1: it was all this led super oh. quick, super quick side story watching Rob. Everybody's over here. There's two, Fields, right? Hold on. Let's change the, so you can see more. So you have, you have, here's the misfits. You have misfits here, right? Misfits is about to go on. This is Riot Fest. This is the second misfit show. The misfits, Glenn Danzig and Jerry only are reuniting. My head is exploding. So we're waiting in on our side. We've just sat through the death tones and we're waiting, right? To just sort of, uh, uh, you know, for, for the misfits to go on. Rob zombies all, all the way over here. Playing, yes, thank you, thank you, Joe. It's Astro Creep 2000 is yep, what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. So, that he's doing his thing, right? This is a field, Davy. This is 84,000 people are in Douglas Park. 84,000 people, we're all waiting to see the misfits after Rob Zombie goes on. I'm with my three friends. All of a sudden, this is what I wanted to describe for you, not the show itself. Because uh, did you see? Have you seen the reunited instruments yet? Of course you have, right? Come on, don't tell me you uh,
2: Just, just footage. I know oh, Jimmy, my God. Jimmy did. Jimmy did. Uh, I know you had a compilation of footage that uh, just so happened to get taken down.
1: <laughs> oh wait! Oh, you've seen it. You saw my uh... I've seen yours. Ah, that was awesome.
2: Yeah. So you did uh, all the multi-cams,
1: yeah? Well, I'll tell you, on, I'll t- I'll explain that in one second, but. Um, <laughs> So I'm, I'm like this, right? I'm like, we're all, we're all, uh, we're all, we're all standing waiting. And all of a sudden, as soon as Rob Zombie's show ends, I don't know how many it was. Let's, let's, let's make up a number 40. If there was 84,000 people there, 42,000 people suddenly push on the left side. And I, we all feel ourselves just, just tightening up as the misfits everybody is there to see the misfits and you could feel the electricity in the air the sizzle of the electricity and then you hear obviously you hear the thing blah 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 but the reason why I did all that footage that comp of footage the um uh, I call it evil lives the misfits ad what happened was I we all watched Denver we saw the footage and I said in my head I said you know One, two, three, four. I could sync all of these up. And it would be like watching it from the crowd. So I took 144 cell phone video clips from YouTube and sunk them all up in a 90-minute show. And it was super. Everybody loved it. People were enjoying it. And then Uncle Glenn took it down because Uncle Glenn (laughs) is not about that.
2: (laughs) But... You weren't trying to make money off it, of, were
1: you? Oh my god, no. It was just it was just it ah, was just for the
2: fun.
1: You know why. He's cause he's you know, it's he's like he it's just his it's just his way. It's just his way, Davy. These are the the conflicting we love Glenn. We also know that Glenn is very controlling of his image and he likes things a certain way. And you want to know something? Oh, and if people want to see that it is still out there, you can still find it. Um, It's very possible to get a hold of it. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, And at the beginning was every single time that Glenn and Jerry said there would never be a misfits reunion. So it's like 15 minutes of them did not, there'll never be another reunion. (laughs) It cuts to them reuniting and um yeah, dude, that was that was really spectacular. That was something else. But we got there because we were talking about, oh, Rob Zombie, right. So are you a fan of Rob Zombie's movies? That's what I wanted to ask you.
2: I've seen uh, House of a Thousand Corpses and Devils Rejects and a little bit of Halloween. I, yeah. I, you know, I really want to watch um, that witch movie. I have yet to see that. That one looks really cool. Um, uh,
1: The... Well, it has his wife is in all of them, but the witch movie is called Lords of Salem. Lords Lords of Salem looks cool. Um, That was probably that was probably the most interesting, I think, out of all of them. All right, cool, 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 cool. I am not, I am not. For me, Scream is my Halloween, right? So I'm like a Scream guy. I'm not a Halloween guy. I prefer Nev Campbell to Jamie Lee Curtis. That's just my thing. So I had no sacred cow when he did those Halloween films. I actually enjoyed them. I actually thought they were good out of all the stuff he's done. Devil's rejects. Eh, it's okay. Uh, I think that, I think that Glenn might've been, Glenn's watching his buddy, Rob Zombie doing all this stuff. Going, oh, you know, Rob's doing all this stuff. I think it's time that I directed my own movie. And so, yeah. you know, he did. And, you know, somebody said to me, what do you think about this? Somebody brought up a very profound observation. Glenn, when he was doing Verotica or Verotica or whatever it was called, that's he was trying to tell a narrative story, but he was doing they were music videos. They were not, uh... they're not, it's like he because he's directed music videos, but he's never done like a narrative film. It if you think about it, they're kind of like music videos without any music. <laughs> Like they're just not, you know, Um, and with that said, I'm actually super stoked to see death. What is it? Death Rider in the House of Vampires.
2: That is going to be. okay, Danzig, I know you're watching this stream. I know (laughs) you're not done editing your stuff. Calabrese. We will do it for free, maybe, or just beat us. Um. why what are you gonna oh, you're gonna be the vampires? You want to be yeah. the vampires? Yeah,
1: he, he said wait a minute. Why wait, why do you think hold on, listen? I know you're I know you're in a rock band, I know you you, you put out a new album and it's great. What makes you think that you could be a vampire in his film? Honestly, like what is it <laughs> that makes you think that you could possibly go and be a vampire? I don't get it. <laughs> day by glad look what i could do all hey, right hey. oh woo. oh no that's a werewolf that's a werewolf i'm sorry
2: so yeah like you know Danzig needs some star power he had x he had freaking x-pac you can have calibers. True. You know, for Verónica, X X Pac. Um, Wait, who who was Verónica? X Pac. Who's that? Um, he was a part of the Degeneration X. Or uh, oh, I don't know anything about wrestling, Davey. Wrestling. Okay, well he had some wrestlers in there. I yeah, believe there were stars <laughs> in there. Yeah, you can have, you know, calibres. And you know what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Jeff. What All right, it? so. I'm putting I'm putting this out there for Danzig, putting it out for Steve, whoever's in the Danzig camp, Maurice. If Danzig needs help editing the Death Riders movie, I'm his guy. I can do it. I know what he's going for. I we <laughs> we try and make our music sound like his. I, I we try and make our music videos look like his. So I know where he was going. He's going with so danzig i know you're watching If you need help call it up i
1: listen i think that's a very reasonable request and you know he's in it he's in the movie too
0: Hell he, yeah he's
1: in the movie dude I, oh my it's God. Gonna be great i don't know how anybody like I, you know it's funny like people just like don't like you have to understand danzig in order to appreciate danzig like people just don't get why this is going to be so cool. It's going to be cool. It doesn't matter if it's going to be a good or bad movie. It's going to be great. No matter what happens.
2: You know, you think um that maybe if Danzig was in Veronica, it would have gave it some extra charm. You know, like oh you're watching God. a Danzig movie. Why? London, not Danzig in it?
1: In it? Yeah. that would be great. So. was that? London may is in it.
2: Hmm. Is he? What? what? He's in the. Oh, uh, that, explains, that explains why that all those premieres. I see him in the in the pictures and stuff like that.
1: Okay, well, friends too. I mean, you know, they go back sure, away. Sure. You know, they they do that whole Sam thing. By the way, speaking of Glenn Danzig, you guys toured with Doyle. What was yes. that like? Was like you guys must have been like you know stoked to the moon to like uh, you know. I uh, mean, that's a great tour package, man. What a great was it? Was it a what 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 happened? Was it good? Did you enjoy it? how was it
2: we had a fun time that's for sure it was it was definitely just like a super thrill just to just to be around doyle right you know you, i have i have a freaking literally in this case over here i right next to kylo ren is a is a doyle figurine so it's just like then i had that prior to going on tour with him. So it's just like, wow, my action figure is, is <laughs> walking around, um, yeah. li- lifting weights and, and just like hanging out. And um, so were you guys yeah. like, were you guys like kind of like, were you guys like seriously, were you
1: quietly nerding out every chance that you got? Like not, not like outwardly, but like inwardly, like, holy shit, there's, there's Doyle, our Doyle, he's there, blah, blah, blah. Or was it more like just like, Oh yeah, it's Doyle, whatever. It's cool.
2: Well, you, you definitely want to, uh, you know, you, the, the mindset you have to get yourself in a mindset. Like we are on tour with Doyle. They right. want it up. So here we are. We gotta be, be cool, you gotta be cool, babe. Gotta be cool. What's up, big D. <laughs> right. But definitely an extreme, an extreme thrill, you know, they would do, um, some Misfit songs. You know, Alex would be singing along the Misfit songs. And uh yeah, super cool.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. That's um, that's what a great what a great little feather in your cap being the the fans that you are of, of said band, you know, misfits and stuff to, to tour with him. Uh you mentioned Kylo Ren. Are you, you're a Star Wars guy, right? You are a Star Wars
2: guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right.
1: Let me, ask a question. let me ask you a question. I'm kind of curious to know this. Davey, tell me this. Tell me. Is what, what do you think of, of The Last Jedi? Are, talk about polarizing things, much like Ghost. Where do you stand on The Last Jedi and the sequel trilogy? And do you think, does, does Rise of Skywalker land the airplane for you? Or are you dissatisfied? Or what What are your f- feelings and thoughts about all of this?
2: Uh feelings, thoughts, prayers, um, (laughs) is (laughs) sorry, sorry,
1: punk asked me to do a Chewbacca or said do Chewbacca noise. So I
0: Um,
2: didn't. You do yours.
1: Okay. Ready? (laughs) hold Hold on. I got it. I got it. I got it. Ready? Wait, hold on. I really had it. No, no,
2: no, 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 no.
1: Dude, that's like an old man that just woke up from a nap who's like, what are you doing? It's like.
2: People in the
0: comments.
2: Jeff or Davey?
1: I think we know. I think we know who's gonna who it's going to be. I'm sure it's going to be Davey. But you want to know something? I think that my Chewbacca is really great. That's all I'm going to say. I'm sorry. Right. Uh, no, but tell so, me. So, so what, yeah. are, what are your thoughts on this?
2: I think Kylo Ren, a.k.a. Adam Driver, held all three movies on his back. You know, like, absolutely love Kylo Ren. yes. He is essentially a copy of Darth Vader, but they they envisioned him a little bit and 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 yes, um, a new <laughs> what's what's the first one? Uh, Awakening. Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Yes, Force Awakens is literally a New Hope, just uh, <laughs> just reskinned. But you know, the polarizing one. The Last Jedi, the one, the, the middle one, right?
1: Middle one. That's the polarizing mm-hmm. one. Where do you stand?
2: I, you know, I enjoyed them all. I enjoyed the last one the best. Um, and because I am from a, uh, yeah, whatever, <laughs> whatever, Missy G, okay, Melissa Sanchez. Um, so, good game, hey uh, Davy, good game.
0: Hey, Davey, good game. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, yeah he, um you knowing stuff about like the quote unquote politics behind them putting it together it's just like oh m g all right, very uh see through like um you know they changed. They threw they, the, the 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 thing everybody was looking forward to with um, Luke, and they made Luke a, a, a dimwit. You know, like you know, it's yeah. fun, a fun dimwit, but like you know, like everyone wanted to see him be a fucking badass. Which <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, so you know they did that right. So they just they bought the stuff from George. Right. You know they they fell a little bit people's love for star wars went down the crapper but then disney plus came out with the mandalorian which then won everybody back and they're literally just you remember that thing from that one thing that you kind of yeah. didn't like but now you yeah. like it now <laughs> <laughs> so they're just making everything better now they they learn it looks it seems like they learned from their mistakes and they are going forward and uh, making right, you know? Um, so, I want to see more Kylo Ren, though, but, you know.
1: So here's the thing. I, first of all, I think I think that the biggest problem that they had, without a doubt, was that they did not have... I'm going to butcher his last name because, obviously, I can't pronounce anything tonight. Kevin Feige? Feige? Feige. Feige. They needed to have a Kevin Feige to show run these three movies from the yeah. beginning, you needed uh, this, this, this sage with oversight who could see the big picture. And obviously that would, that would have been and could have been, and should have been John Favreau from the beginning, a dude who clearly just has his fingers on the pulse, a dude who started the MCU. He friggin' jump started with Iron Man, right? Like what's this guy did Elf. I mean what's this guy this guy has a proven track record. So in any case they're just th- throwing these movies they they're so they are so jacked up on hubris that they're just like it's Star Wars bro it's going to be frigging great. Like no matter what it's going to be great. It doesn't matter. Like we'll just we'll just do this one and then we'll do this one and then we'll do this one. And so what happens you got not just one director but you got three directors uh, JJ, he throws the ball. It's a football. He throws the ball to Ryan Johnson. He says, here, Ryan, take the ball. Here's the ball. Go score a touchdown. We set up all this stuff. Who is Snoke? Here's yeah. Luke lightsaber. You yeah. know, what's going, you know, what happened with the Jedi Temple? What all this stuff. Here, here you go. And what does Ryan Johnson do? Ryan Johnson takes that football and he sits down in the middle of the field. And he says, I'm not going to go that way. No, he doesn't sit in the middle of the field. He takes the football and he goes, I'm going to run in the other direction. I'm going to go in the complete other way. I'm going to try and be edgy and subversive. And I'm going to make you, I'm going to spin everything on its head and make all the Star Wars fans, I'm going to give them what they don't think that they actually need. And what does he do? He kills Snoke. We have no idea who he is. Turns out Ray, Ray, she's a nobody, right? Right. And Luke, he doesn't give a shit about his dad's lightsaber. He just tosses it away. Luke is probably the most disappointing, especially when there are so many opportunities.
2: Yes, right? opportunity.
1: opportunities that are wasted, man. Opportunity yeah. after opportunity after opportunity, and even sitting in the off uh, in the audience, and I'm watching, and the moment that I saw him drink green milk from a walrus that he milked, blue. And- Blue, blue, And you know what's <laughs> funny? Davy? I'm watching this and I'm going, you literally see Mark Hamill. It's like he breaks the fourth wall. He turns to the audience and goes like this. Uh, <laughs> like, like he like uh, glimpses uh, at us because he even knows how ridiculous this is. And so what Ryan Johnson does is he makes a very selfish film. It's a singular film. But here's the thing, Davey, when you go... When you're going to watch Star Wars, you're going to see Led Zeppelin at a stadium. You're not going to a small little club to see Pavement do their B-sides. You want to hear the hits. You want to hear Communication Breakdown. You want to hear Dazed and Confused. You want to hear A Stairway to Heaven. You just want them to do the fucking hits. And that's what Star Wars is. Just hit the numbers, man. You don't have to do something edgy, and unique give us what we all want man have luke raise the x-wing with the force go to the friggin planet save everybody's ass and then he can die or live whatever and so much so the shade is so thrown that jj is then throwing this football back and he turns back at ryan johnson he goes fuck you and he does go with with luke he, Luke grabs the lightsaber. Literally, that's how we see him. It was like a smack to the audience face. Luke grabs the lightsaber. He goes, "That's no way to treat the weapon of a Jedi." He's talking to Ryan Johnson, man. And I thought, yeah, I thought it landed. It landed okay. I was satisfied with the end. Sorry, we did spoil it. Shit, someone's <laughs> <Spoiled>. <laughs> sorry, Mister Gunderson.
2: So yes, yeah, um, yeah they. The, the third one they just yeah they tied up loose ends uh yeah. just like okay we're good This we're gonna do everything you guys wanted all the fans um <laughs> the fun thing I, it's not too much to spoil. Well. i'll say okay and kiss <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh my god, oh my god. And then they it was.
1: i know right it's like and you know what's funny um they're like, oh, hey, we were gonna do the coolest thing ever in all of Star Wars and have every Force Ghost like behind Rey as she's like doing the thing, but and then we decided to cut that out. Uh, like, come on, it's just so it was just so crazy. I don't know why. I don't know why they did that. I just
2: think it's crazy. You at least they at least did the voices, which is cool to hear the voices.
1: The voices yeah. was cool. Listen, we're winding we're winding down here. I like okay. I like. Finish this episode with um, a very special feature that I've done with a couple other of my guests. Um, it's very important that we do this. Uh, first of all, before we even get there, I want to ask you one thing: What was your opinion? How did you feel about Danzig sings Elvis as an album? Did you like it? Did you hate it? Listen.
2: My thoughts are: all right, I'm going to state at the top of this with: I absolutely love Danzig. I think he's a treasure to this world. Uh, but I think when it comes to Danzig and his music or just certain things um you got to have hey got to have self-awareness and know what you exceed at and what you need help with. And I believe Danzig could greatly use a uh, a producer, a An engineer, an engineer producer type of person to tell him what sucks, what's awesome, what to do again. And, you know, he's, it's it's the classic case. We've heard him do um, evil. We've heard him do evil on Demon Sweat Live. Amazing, right? You've heard that? Are you talking about trouble? or trouble, my bad. Yeah, <laughs> so you're looking for trouble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we've heard him do that. He he knows how to do that. But once I I believe what happened is he was because I've read things like he he did it all by himself. You're, you get into a room, you don't ask anybody if it sucks or not, or you know, or you. Yes, I don't know. Lots of yes men. Danzig is God, kind of like Lemmy shit. Like Lemmy is God, but you need someone to tell you about things and I think Danzig needs that and but you know he's got to have money to be able to do that and yeah that's my, that's my thoughts
1: <laughs> you know what I think first of all I got to tell you I once again an example of I listened to the whole thing on Spotify I had no intention of buying this album I just wanted to hear it halfway through as soon as it got to pocket full of rainbows I went right to the website I had to own it I had to own this record. I have not bought a Danzig record since Death Red, which I love. Um, but uh, I did not care for Skeletons. I did not care for Black Laden Crown. I thought this was—if this is the punctuation at the end of the Danzig sentence—I thought it was an excellent punctuation to go out on. And here's how I here's how I feel about it. Yes, it does have some imperfections, and I think what you said actually affects Danzig pretty much after Danzig Four if he had worked with more producers the way he did with Rick, I think that so much of the stuff that he did, maybe we wouldn't get song. (laughs) It's like, he's like, it's like, he's got like a chart. It's like black skull, like skin, like, and he's like making different combinations, like black. What is it? What's that song on black? Hell, black, hell skull forest. (laughs) Like they're just like all, kiss the skull. <laughs> like they're just all the song titles are, are similar. I just, and you know, it's funny. That's a guy who professes how he likes to uh, screen all his material and pick the best songs and leave the ones. I wish that he had a, like what you said, a guy in the room to be like, no, 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 no Glenn, 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 listen, that's actually good. You're just not thinking about it in this kind of way. He steps on his own toes in this kind of way, but. Danzig Sings Elvis is the Rocky Six of Danzig albums. It is, it is a dude swinging for a man over the hill, swinging for the fences one last time. And in my opinion, connecting with Pocket Full of Rainbows, which I think is the best song he's written, he's done in 25 years. It is phenomenal. And it's so punk. Talk about punk. A motherfucker. You know
2: what? what I. I. You just jogged a memory. I. Another thing, like um. I think Big D can (laughs) use a music video, and I would totally. I. I'm down to shoot a Danzig music video for his Elvis thing. Yeah. Because it would just you. There's one thing to hear it, but then another to like see it. And then, like, I have I – have, dude, I have some great ideas. What? I guess Pocket I, you, I come, on, come on, tell me. Just tell me. For, for any of any of the songs Danzig wants to do for a single – all right, I'll just tell you. It, 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 come on.
1: Listen, I'll tell I you want, my I'll idea. For, We're, this, there's nobody here. There's nobody here. We're, this, is, this is private. This is private. Go.
2: This is my idea. Okay. If I was able to direct a Danzig music video nice. for – uh, the Elvis stuff or something uh-huh. else uh-huh I would make it number one. It would be the best Danzig music video ever and I'm thinking like you know that giant Danzig skull that uh, he used to tour with yeah the on the Bowling. drum set Bowling. yeah I'm sure that's like in a warehouse or something like that just like uh-huh. like a <laughs> like a dark shadowy uh building where where he's like walking across all the danzig stuff and just like singing the shit you know and just like high definition cameras and just kind of like going places where danzig doesn't typically go you know like more in, in close up his face and just like no green screen no green screen just like real life shit. now i feel comfortable telling you this idea because and all 100,000 people because it's there's a specific way it needs to be, and you can't do it. It's my vision, it's not to be tempered with. <laughs>
1: all right, listen. Now you're going to indulge me because you want to know something. I I want to do all right now. I want to pitch mine, and I just thought of it on the spot as I was listening to you talk about yours. Ready? Here is my
0: pitch.
1: Yeah, dancing Dance me. Ready? Ready? This is all right. I'm going to pretend you're Glenn. Okay, you're Glenn, and I'm me. Okay. okay. All right, ready. One, Go on. one second. Yeah, yeah. What are you gonna do? Oh, perfect. Yes. Holy <laughs> shit! I thought I was looking at Glenn for a second. My what? god. Oh, wait. <laughs> you're, telling me, you're telling me that wasn't a part of the whole thing? Oh. Go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready. Ready. Okay. Hi, right, Glenn. Hey. 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 Hey, Glenn. Listen. Listen, I, I know you're really into Elvis right now. You just did the Elvis, um, you did the Elvis album. I thought it was great. I really, really loved it. Um, I have an idea for a music video for for the song Pocket Full of Rainbows. Okay. And here is what it is. Picture you, Glenn. You're it's Main Street USA, small town America. Maybe, maybe like a, a town like Lodi, Glenn, like where you grew up and the sun is shining it's summer and um there's a main, literally it's a main street and it's you glenn it's you and you're wearing a white tuxedo all white pure white and you have a rainbow bow tie right and you have like the the penguin tails right and i'm dead serious glenn glenn i'm not even joking about this i'm super serious about this i'm really no no for real i am and you're walking down Main Street. You got a cane with you, but it's not like a cane that you lean on. It's a cane like because you're like wearing a fancy white suit and you start singing Pocket Full of Rainbows and you go into an ice cream parlor and you get her black wings, chocolate, chocolate chip ice cream. And you come out of the, the, the ice cream shop and you just walk down the street singing about a pocket full of rainbows. While you eat your ice cream cone, you got a white top hat on and there's a rainbow in the background as you're just walking down Main Street, having a great old time. There are little children, but they're dressed up for Halloween and they have little orange pumpkin pails and they're all running back and forth, back and forth behind you. And that's it. Glenn, what do you think? I hate it. (laughs) Oh, Oh, come on. (laughs) <laughs> well you know uh, what you know what it's important to- I listen, I-, I tried. I tried going. Thank you for thank you. I I I I tried. All right, listen, this is the final feature. I'm gonna ask you what your top five Misfits, Sam Hain, and Danzig songs are. You get five you get six each. Six,
2: six, six. Wait, wait, wait. Before you before you close, <laughs> yeah. I wanna touch on all right, so yeah,
1: match
2: up whatever you want. Go ahead. I made the I made an infamous post about you know, hey Glenn, can you please put same Hayne on digital and and maybe some like vinyl? Oh, and everybody was loving me. it. Okay, so I threw the the vinyl thing in there as just a tack on, but everyone latched on to that. Right. I I'm more going towards something super easy. Let's just say Danzig has the uh. The rights. Hopefully, Danzig has the masters, the rights for Sam Hain. And there's, he's just sitting on them for whatever reason. The MP3s. Yeah. It's so simple to just find a place for your distributor of digital shit and to, you know, have it streaming on Spotify and YouTube because I'm sick and fucking tired of you, you type in Sam Hain or you're like you're making a playlist or something you type in Samhain on Spotify and it comes up with some bullshit not Samhain it's oh. some like celtic band or something like that where the fuck <laughs> is Anisium November Coming Fire etc cetera, etc cetera, et cetera. like you know it's so it would be so simple for him to just you know tell somebody to do it I'll do it for you Glenn if you need help <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: This episode is 50% me blowing smoke up your ass about calibris and 50% you pitching to Danzig, who you think is listening for all the stuff that you want to do. Let me ask you this question. Here's a question. So, uh, he's watching. He, I know he is. I know he is. Let's pretend that he is. Uncle Glenn's watching us. So let me ask you this. Let's yeah, impress yeah,
2: Jeff. Title this. Title this. Um, uh, for Davey and Jeff. Davey and Jeff talk about Danzig. Fifty percent of the time, and also (laughs) calibres. And then post it in the seventh house. Oh, (laughs) Um, and then like um, the uh, the thumbnail. There's like uh, the dance. Look, I've got cred. Look, look. Uh, That's a belt buckle. Yes, nice. So, uh, like uh, the Danzig skull in the in the, and we're just like laughing.
1: And yeah, um, no, it's good. I like that. That, that's a good pitch. I'm definitely going to do that. I'm definitely going to do that. That's definitely going to happen. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Question. Um, being, the, being the Misfit Sam Samhain Danzig uh, fan that you are, huh? the song Mephisto Waltz on Collection 2, this is a very weird song. I've talked about this before on other broadcasts, but I'm going to ask you, because I'm curious to know what you think. Mephisto Waltz, never performed live or recorded by the Misfits, only rehearsed by the Misfits. Jerry did not like the song. They did not end up doing the song. Erie and Glenn in 1987 or 86, I don't remember which, go into the studio to basically re-record several tracks that would end up on Collection 2. So Erie plays on a bunch of drums on a bunch of Misfit songs. It's just oh. Eerie and Glenn. Now what's up? What's up, Erie? Now, but here's my question to you, baby. So yeah. if 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 Glenn and Erie record a Misfit song while they're in Sam Hain, and Glenn, if you listen to Mephisto Waltz, Mephisto Waltz does not sound like the Misfits. It sounds like Sam Haynes song. The way he's his vocals are total Sam Hain vocals. They are not Misfits vocals, and that's because he did that in uh, in '86, right? So if he if they're if the, if they're recording this in '86, does that a make Erie Vaughn a misfit? B is Mephisto Waltz a Sam Hain song on Misfits Collection Two, or is it a misfit song and see what is it a misfit song or a Sam Haynes song?
2: All right, let's see. Um, I will, all right, let's answer it all. Uh, Eerie is definitely a misfit. Wow. Okay. Uh, I'll take that. There's so many, you know, um, of course everybody knows Jerry Doyle, Glenn, and then there's a whole bunch of other dudes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Erie could be put in that pile if, okay. if you if you recorded something and it's under the marquee of something, I would say, yeah, and maybe not a like forefront uh, you know, not everyone knows about that kind of thing, but yeah, in in this context of talking, yeah, sure, Erie's a misfit. okay um, And so it is a misfit song but recorded when Samhain happened. So like, yeah, so it's a kind of case of it was on. The, it's like, what are we going to put this under? Uh, which bucket? Samhain or Misfits? <laughs> so it's all Big D, right? It's all Big D. So yeah. it's all Glenn singing. And so um, and what was the last one?
1: I don't. Oh, is it a Misfits song or is it a Samhain song?
2: It's a Misfits song because they said it is.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> OK, that's good. All right. Listen, we're going to end this now with you have to do six, six and six. Ready? Six Misfits. You get six misfit songs. You get six Sam Haines songs. You get six Danzig songs. Oh, this is interesting, actually. Hold on. Wait, real quick. James says it's a transition song. James, oh. you need to clarify. What does that mean? It's a transition song. I, I don't understand. I don't understand. You mean like in the sense of how twist of. On... Sorry, what were you going to say?
2: Like an interlude. An
1: interlude. Is that what, is that what's meant by the fist I don't know. Um, Maybe. In any case. So here you go. You get six, six and six, any particular order. You don't have to put them in order. You just have to name six songs. It could be six songs in the moment. It could be six songs that are all time favorites. Oh, and let's do a special bonus category. Someone's never listened to the Misfits before. You have to introduce them to the Misfits with one song that personifies the Misfits and everything that they stand for in one song. What song is that going to be? So
2: go All ahead. Right. <laughs> you got I'm going to blow the question up. All right. So my favorite Misfits songs are all this, all the Misfit songs Danzig sings on. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's other ones. Um, and then my favorite Samhain songs are the, all the ones they have. And then... Oh! Favorite- <laughs> and But I will go easy on you. Uh, my favorite Danzig songs, one, two, three, and four album-wise. Um, I love that Rick Rubin shit, you know what I mean? So... Yeah, and then for the encompassing Misfits song, super yeah. easy, my dude. Super easy. Halloween. Ooh, okay. It's just, it's just okay. That's what they're singing about, man. Halloween shit. And uh, Big Bad Boom. Either or, there's Sam Hain, and there's also the Misfits. Let's go Misfits, because you know, it's a little more upbeat.
1: Uh, Punk Pansy says that Dave never likes <laughs> anything. So, James says he wanted to take the misfits in a different direction jerry did not danzig starts saying it. yeah but that's not the, that's not the point my point is is just is it where does this weird song that doesn't really fit in any box where does it fit i don't know if it's a transition song in that kind of way if anything that would be the earth ad material because earth ad half of the songs on earth ad were supposed to be sam Haynes songs so it you know that 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 makes that Um, I got to tell you, this was a lot of fun, Davey. You are a fun guy. had a great time talking to you. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed our our little conversation. Um, Check out, listen, you got that new album, "Flee the Light, support independent music. And you know, again, these guys are really, they truly are, they're independent. Everything they do is independent. They don't have any backing. They just do it themselves. They built this up, this operation up, and they made it into what it is today and it's still growing. And, you know, right. yeah, man. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty neat. You know, it's like at the end of the day, it's kind of like, I think, I think it's kind of like the American dream, man. It's like what every artist kind of wants, you know? So keep, I, I say, keep trucking, you know? And um, yeah, we end the show in a very particular way. Uh, is there anything else that you want to let everybody know that's what's, is there anything coming up? You have any, uh, I don't know. Well, you have more podcast episodes. You don't have any, just put out the album. Obviously, you're not touring right now. You know, um, anything anything related that you want to plug?
2: Well, let's see here. Yes, the Mystic Cult of Horrors podcast. You just, uh, you could look up Calabrese podcast on Spotify, uh, Google Podcast, et cetera, et cetera. You can hear uh, audio and also visually, right? YouTube shit.
1: How do you do Um, that? How do you get, how do you put it on Spotify? Do you do that through, you do that through your TuneCore situation or you do that some uh, different way?
2: uh Aha. Okay. So you, it was such a pain in the dick, Jeff. Oh my goodness. Basically, yeah. You have to find your own podcast version of TuneCore. Um, There's, there's a, there's a bunch of different ones, different options. There's free options there's if, if you you're in it for the long haul then you go for like a a paid one etc 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 so yeah so um i got big plans for the podcast so i did the paid one okay and yeah it, it the rss feed to spotify and all these different things right. really funny. right um Yeah, so I'll just just tell you, we just thought TuneCore is our music place, and I go Libsyn is the Uh, podcast place.
1: Yeah, I heard about that. Heard about Libsyn. Okay, okay. I'm thinking, uh, someone said that I should turn all these YouTube shows into podcast shows, and I just... Feel like there's too much to chop out because there's a lot of them, um, and um, uh, mm, uh, uh, and you can't really have that
2: in a podcast. You silly Goose, I'm. If this is not audio later, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sue oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, it's.
1: Of course, it's gonna be the audio.
2: Yeah. You, you are missing out on. So there's there's the paid one, which is Libsyn. It's like X yeah. amount of fee, but then there's also a free version. Just look up. Free podcast distribution. You literally just rip the audio from what we're doing, Meta. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. What's up, audio listeners? Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> and then you just submit it. Like, I have a, I have a, uh, another friend that has uh, a podcast as well, and he's very concerned with the ums and the ahs too. But you know, you know, it is what it is.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the amount of. <laughs> Do you know how much time – you do know because you've said you've edited stuff. Do you know how much yeah. time it's going to take to go back because I'm a stuttering fool going, um, eh, uh, um, mm, like, you know, I just don't want to do it. There's just too much. There's hundreds of hours. I've talked about the Misfits Samhain and Danzig for hundreds of hours on YouTube, literally. I can't go back and, and, and fix all that. It's just not going to happen.
2: Here's the thing. <laughs> you have to be – you have to be comfortable so you're at least comfortable to have your bo- your your mouth you're seeing yourself speak it, right? Yeah. So what's wrong with just taking the audio? It's real I, life, baby. I, I, yeah. I, I it's I, something I, to think I, about. <laughs> it's something to think about. It's
1: something to think about. Listen, this was great. I really again, yeah. thank you, Davey, truly thank you guys. Check out Calabrese and all their calibers. You could find actually I think I put all the links. They're in the they're in the yeah, description. I, I always plug in, right? Always plug in. Uh, we have a fe- very special way to, to go. Oh, one last thing. Like, share, subscribe. My channel, too. Please do that. And, um, you know, what we do, we say, P- yeah, that's right. Yeah, the banner. The banner's great. I love that. I, dude, StreamYard. See, StreamYard. That's the way to go. Peace and hair grease.